And I want to define that enemy. They are liberals. The socialist agenda. They are progressives. A vile liberal agenda. They are Che Guevarians. They are Castroites. Tyranny. The radical left. Trotskyites. Maoists. Stalinists. Leninists. Marxists. Out of touch liberal elite. They're all our enemies. Who'd I leave out? Why would the president take up immigration right away after he's just punched you in the face with health care? Haven't we just been spanked? Hasn't most of the country, doesn't most of the country feel like they've been spanked overhead to the health care? You bet. I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Glenn's been spanked. <laughs> he seems like the type. Like, you know, when you look at him, you're kind of like, if, if somebody came on TV and said, you know, Glenn Beck is a big scandal. He has like a sex dungeon and he's into all that kind of thing. I'd be like, well, of yeah, course. obviously. He's got, I mean, he's got the heads of Barbies hanging in his garage. Or he's something. got to. There's there's something like I say this a lot, but there's something that's just not right. When you look in his eyes and he just he's got that crazed. <laughs> he's, he reminds me of one of those gay guys who likes to lay in a tub while other men pee on him. He reminds you. In other words, you already Do you know a lot of those men. Yeah. Or? No comments. <laughs> <laughs> so an interesting thing happened today. I was a uh, I was out riding my bike uh, out by the lake. And as I was riding my bike, I looked up and I noticed that it was a perfectly clear sky, beautiful weather. Not a cloud in sight. Not a cloud in sight. And, and I realized Sounds that... like a <laughs> Summer's Eve commercial day. <laughs> but but I, was, uh, I was very surprised because based on everything I've heard from some of the... the uh, more vocal elements of the right wing lately. I thought it, it was Armageddon. Like this was the end of the world. Healthcare was the end of it. The sky was oh, yeah. going to fall. I was expecting to see uh, Che Guevarians and you know <laughs> troopers marching up and down my streets. Uh, Please coming to I take. I would love my- for that to happen. <laughs> I know all you your would. rights. All your rights. Yeah. All my rights are going to be taken away. And I just I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I really was expecting that. But then again, it was a nice day, so it was there's, beautiful. There's still time. Yeah, it's always a slippery slope, isn't it? Yes. It's always, this is what's going to yes. happen. Kind of like during the campaign when they said Obama was going to take away our guns. And so everybody went out and bought ammunition. So none of the stores had right. any ammunition left. Or like the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could take it back. bunkers with cans. And somehow we're cans still here. Food. Yeah, It's amazing. Everybody still Wait has their guns. Wait till 2012. Oh, yeah. Well, God. <laughs> we do need to have a 2012 episode mm-hmm. on here. I was into that 2012, 2012 stuff like three or four years ago. Like I read Daniel Pinchbeck's I book. I loved it. I loved the book. And now, but see, now it's a cool thing to talk about. A little overplayed. Mm. But at well, the time, it was up, interesting. Know? I mean, it's still kind of interesting. Are products to be so sold. what's after 2012? We got to wait till 3,000 before. Yeah, I guess we got to have quite a bit of a wait then. Oh, I'm sure there's more, you know, guides of destruction and various. Well, yeah, televangelists have to have something to hang their head on. <laughs> that's a whole other subject. And that's a great one, too, actually, that. Uh, the whole idea that every time somebody makes a prediction of a date, why do they still? Why do still pe- people still trust them after that date comes and goes, and they just modify it and right. change up the rules? And well, you know, sometimes there's misinterpretations, well, yeah. or I don't know, the calendars. I mean, we're a little iffy on you know the official start and stops of things. So you know, it's, well, it's all fluid. The universe is only six thousand years old, so you know, just just <laughs> count from there. That's mm-hmm. all you need to do. It's pretty easy if you right. read the Bible. Right. Um, so Stephanie and I had a little online adventure this week. Wait a second. That didn't really sound good, did it? <laughs> we... Adult friend finder? Or... <laughs> no, I, I had posted a photo online a while back during the <laughs> campaign. This is getting better. <laughs> 
There is there exists a photo of me holding up a sign that says uh, Barack the vote. It was uh, at an Obama rally here in Dallas, and uh, so you know my friends have to say say stuff. So they commented at the time, and I thought, okay, live and let oh, live. Oh, they did whatever. comment at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, oh, okay, there were okay. some comments. Of, you know, I'm I feel so sorry for you. I'm so sad. I, I blah, thought blah, those blah. were new comments. No, you oh, gotta, some of them were older. Yeah, you look okay, at the gotcha, dates gotcha. on them. They're from 08. Okay, yeah, so I it didn't was during pay that. Attention to that detail. But then out of nowhere, for no good reason. One of my friends, one of my right-leaning friends, who actually she says that she's not right-leaning, which is weird because she is, uh, decided to just out of nowhere talk some smack. And she couldn't even think of anything original to say, so she went with the Sarah Palin yeah. line of, you hopey know, changey, how's that hopey changey she stuff She didn't use the Y for, one, the no, Y at the end, she, thank she, God. She did say, uh, yeah, luckily uh, she, she said, didn't say hopey change. Thing or yeah. And so, of course, I, I, I've actually been waiting for somebody to ask me that because right. uh, my answer was very positive. It's like, Actually, for me personally, if you're asking how the hope and change is working for me, it's been working really well, actually. Um, my independent retirement account is finally back up in positive territory after a year and a half, two years ago. It descended to completely worthless, and I lost thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's back into positive territory. Um, I turned down three jobs this month. I'm, t- I'm turning down personal training clients. Uh, business is good. Uh, so all is well with me, and, and of course that just set off a firestorm mm-hmm. of uh, scandal. And then of course Stephanie swoops in out of nowhere. <laughs> well, Brandon emails like a me terrorist. about this and says, "Oh, here's an example of you know my you know right leaning oh, yeah, friends commentary." Right. Yeah, you yeah, sent it to me too. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't mean her. <laughs> I was well, just giving her an example. And so she comes in <laughs> and with an, a firebomb. <laughs> well, I just basically said. You know, just obvious things. I, you know, I said this is totally cliche, re- rep- like you're repeating just the things you've heard. And, um, you know, do you really, you know, they're just very down on Obama. So I said, do you really think in one year he's made this happen? It's obviously, you know, if you study up on it at all, the result of, you know, decades of leaders and policy, et cetera, et cetera. Just common things. And then, of course, they're all hating healthcare. They do not want the government in their business ever. And so I was like, but, you know, you don't have a problem with it with your other stuff. Yeah, or education or, you know, all the stuff we've talked about before, the legal system, schools and, you know, tax, you know, whatever, roads, electricity, water. freaking government in my business, but... Kind of like the, the signs that say, keep the government out of my Medicare and stuff like that. <laughs> it's well, retarded because under Bush, we had one of the biggest expansions of government in our nation's history. So where were they then? Yeah. yeah. The hopey changey bullshit was already going on <laughs> with. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, we're, uh, I've said this before on the show. Where were the teabaggers then? Where were they then? They weren't anywhere well, because friends- it was. Because well, their guy was in office, so they didn't have right. anything to say. It's not about government and the size of government to them. It's a well. I'm not going to go into that whole. One of the guys' but. responses on that string of comments to what I said was that the water and schools and all that were local government. So I guess that's okay. As yeah. Schools were local like, government. Then why are they federally it, funded? Exactly. No shit. I mean, it was just you know that was his response of why that was okay, but healthcare. You know, universal health care was just awful and catastrophe. Geez. Well, a lot of people are real big on this idea of states' rights. And what I like to point out is the last time states' rights, that phrase was being used, was in, in the South in the 60s during civil rights when everybody was screaming <laughs> about, oh, yeah, states' rights. States right. have a right to decide that black people can't well, go states- to school. So, that's a, so it's a nice legacy that you have to be championing states' rights and 
secession and all that kind of thing. I was listening to conservative uh, AM radio the other day, and um, at night, and one, the guy, the host, whoever it was, was saying he kept uh, saying this big-eared leader, and he was talking about um, you know the uh, nuclear stuff, which again he knows nothing about because we have so many nuclear weapons that getting rid of th- a third of them, we still have more than anyone. We by- could destroy mm-hmm. the world like twenty times. Yeah, over no kidding, like no that, kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so funny that they're like, this is awful because it's not. But he had and to again, refer to the president's ears. Yeah, he like, kept that saying was his this big big-eared thing. president. This big <laughs> Big-eared president. Like, that was his insult. This big-eared president. Because he can't say, you know, nigger or black guy. Right. Yeah. They want to so bad, Absolutely. but they just can't. Yeah. Well... Meanwhile, this bald guy over here <laughs> holding the <laughs> microphone. Right. Enter my world for a moment. Um, well, and I hate the whole fucking argument that they want small government because put your fucking money where your mouth is. I want smaller government than anybody in this freaking room and anybody who responded <laughs> to your thread. Let's see how small you want that government. Come join my militia. The House of Brent. <laughs> the microphone militia that we call exactly. it. Join. Um, by the way, I did. we did get, uh, I'll read an email that we got this week. Ooh, I'm so excited. Uh, I want to hear this. Are we going to say their name or? Um, uh, this is Joe from Colorado. Okay. Do we know Joe or? Uh, he's a possibly. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> Did you go to college with Joe? Or I, I did not. Okay, so you made him through. Are you going to just keep asking? Okay, <laughs> they want ads. Is, he, is the... he six feet or under? Um, here's here's Joe's comment. Okay, I have only been able to listen to six or seven shows so far, but I would like to comment on healthcare. There are many problems that I have with this current plan. Not the least of which is the fact that I don't believe that the government has any business whatsoever messing with healthcare. These are the people, after all, that brought us FEMA, Social Security, and Welfare. I will keep this particular note to two points because I know you have better things to do than read my crap. Actually, I really don't. But (laughs) in my opinion, one of the... Sorry. In my opinion, one of the core problems with our current situation is simply the cost. If you ask any doctor what is the single largest expense that they encountered, the answer will always be malpractice insurance. This country is the only industrialized country that does not have a loser pays program when it comes to lawsuits. The cost of health care could come down drastically if we had some small amount of tort reform. The only winners in malpractice are the lawyers. And because of that, we will probably never get this because we seem to elect lawyers to Congress on both sides of the aisle. I do not consider this a left-right issue, but a system-wide problem. This is, of course, very simplified, and I don't want to bore you by droning on. You're not boring me. My second point is, why do we need this new massive bureaucracy to cover something between 14 and 46 million people? We have an existing program in Medicare which already dictates the rates that insurance companies will pay for procedures. Why not simply expand Medicare and Medicaid to include all of those who prefer a public option rather than force me and my family into a system that I know will be inferior? I'm very much enjoying your show. I agree with y'all just as much as I disagree, but it, it has been fun listening. I will finish getting caught up and send another comment if you like. Keep it up. Nice. Joe from Thanks, Colorado. Joe. Um, let, can, we, can, we start, can we talk about tort reform? Because we never have. Go for it. About what reform? Um, Tort reform. Tort? Here's here's the okay. Tort reform is the default go to of anybody that opposes healthcare. When you say, do, if you don't support healthcare, what is your solution? Mm-hmm. In other words, what either they'll deny that there's a problem, which you really can't continue the conversation at that mm-hmm. point, or they say um, what needs to happen is tort reform. Tort reform. The basic concept is. Uh, you know what frivolous lawsuits are? That, How do you spell that? T-O-R-T? Yeah, mm-hmm. T-O-R-T. It's kind of a concept that actually got started quite a few years ago. Not, It's not a recent thing. But the idea is to limit the amount that people can get in settlements, in damages, right? in okay, damages yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, 
from doctors and medical personnel. Now, what this does for medical personnel or doctors, they have to buy these huge insurance yeah, plans. Right, right. So that is true. They mm-hmm. certainly have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on, it, so the idea is if we limit the amount that people can sue doctors for, they're going to, this is a long slope, by the way, follow this, this step of logic here. Mm-hmm. Doctors pay less mm-hmm. in insurance. And of course, they're going to pass the savings on to us <laughs> because that's in their best interest, right? Of course, right. But the problem with that is doctors, we don't pay doctors. Right. Rarely do we ever. It's the insurance company. Okay, so maybe the insurance companies are going to pass the savings on to us because right. they love to do that. Absolutely. That's, that's what they do, right? right? They love to discount things right. for us. They're not interested in profit. So in if, even if we did cut this, even if the doctors paid half what mm-hmm. they pay now for malpractice insurance, right. do you think they're going to pass that on to anybody? No, they're going to go, wow, I got 50% more profit now. Right. It doesn't make sense. Plus the fact that when you look at it, all the studies have shown it represents 2 3 maybe 4% of the whole all of medical costs it's insignificant it wouldn't change anything yeah well tort tort is a problem but um that is not the reason that insurance costs are astronomically out of out of whack it's because it's a captive system that um that's kind of handcuffed well, not handcuffed. They work hand in hand with the pharmaceutical industry, which drives prices up, which drives medical supplies up. That's the reason it costs also, so much. Also, the administration is astronomical compared to any other system in the Western world. I mean, mm-hmm. we have so many rules that people have to go through and figure out instead of just saying, you know, oh, what's the deal? Okay, great. Yeah. This is the cost. There's so much administration. Well, yes, malpractice insurance is expensive, and that does add a cost, but that is not... That's no excuse. For That's pay, not for even charging, the, the biggest cost for charging twelve dollars for an aspirin or twenty dollars for an aspirin. Mm-hmm. Then you have to pay in in, in well, the, the hospital. Yeah, the, the, pharmace- the insurance gets that money. The pharmaceutical industry and the medical supply industry are at a thousand percent over mar- fair market price. There's where your cost is. Right. Um, but most of what Joe was saying, I'm on board with. I agree with him. Um, if you go on to the rest of the email, I mean, tort. Yeah, that's an issue that needs to be addressed, and it would be addressed. I still don't get what it is. It's it's the government limiting the amount that you people get can screwed sue in an operation at a hospital. You want right. to sue the doctor? Mm-hmm. You can do that, but instead of getting eighteen million dollars because they sawed off your right. left yeah, yeah. leg, they're going to give you two hundred thousand dollars, and that's the limit. That's right. See, I don't think that's that exactly that's right. I don't think that that's reasonable or necessary. I just think in general for all legal proceedings where anyone's suing anyone if it's if you sue someone and it's proven that it's you know frivolous or um even let's just say that you lose then you have to cover the other person's fees period and you know that should just be the rule for all of it and not just well i wrote i wrote joe you're right what i wrote joe back and asked him well, why is this the federal government's government's business to be deciding how much lawyers get paid? Or, or aren't you the one that I mean? Isn't Joe the one saying that he wants less government? He wants less government interference, oh, yeah, less government point. intervention. Well, maybe that should be a, a local issue or a local state issue. And so he's wanting to make it a, a federal issue, federal tort reform, mm-hmm. which actually the Bush administration proposed the two hundred fifty. Now they proposed the two hundred fifty thousand dollar limit on uh, what was it? Emotional. Damage. Distress and all that right. kind of thing. That's the problem with top-down hierarchies. If you did it on a community level, I mean, you could address it according to what your community thought was fair and what was necessary. When you have to do it for everybody in the nation, based on a few 
lawyers in Washington, then... And even that, though, I mean, that's not that much, really, if it's something catastrophic, if you're really trying to punish someone, especially if they even have small insurance, a quarter of a million dollars to someone that makes three hundred, five hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a year is not really going to break them or teach them a lesson that much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that he did mention an expansion of Medicaid because that was one of the original ideas. Yeah, That was an original idea that got just destroyed by the right. They're like, oh, expanding. Anytime you say the word expanding anything, they flip out. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea of a Medicaid Part E or whatever, just the idea that, okay, you take the basic Medicare benefits and you apply them to anybody that can't afford, which is what Medicaid is to begin with. Well, that has a stigma that it's associated with, you know... um, Poor communities, people who are underprivileged, yeah. maybe immigrants or whatever. So I think in America to market it, there's no possible way that we could do that for you know to market what middle class to market uh, Medicaid and Medicare because it's just associated with um, you know. Well, they did okay on the Medicare Part classes. D. I mean, the, the, the Bush Bush administration pushed through Medicaid Part D really quickly and. The problem is people uh, people on the right don't think that there's a problem, and it's not a problem for them because they have great insurance, they have great doctors. But well, not all of them. I would love to actually find. We should we should look that up and see if we can find people who are conservative slash religious slash consider themselves Republican right leaning who are not covered who are poor because there's a lot of those also. And I yeah, and they tend to vote their, against their own interests, which yeah, is I mean, odd. I wonder uh, what their reasoning would be yeah. for being yeah. against. Well, well, Joe makes a point though that how the hell are we going to pay for this because the cost is just going to increase and he, mm-hmm. he's right we don't have the money for it uh, the only way we can get it is to tax which i'm just assuming that's what we're going to be doing i think that's okay um, it's a bummer it sucks but again in america yeah but that's know. going to be some outrageous taxes because it's going up two trillion dollars in the next 10 years well one one issue that i have and that i actually wrote him back and asked about is so what does the government have a right to get involved in? And what mm-hmm. go, what should our tax money pay for? And he hasn't written me back. But, but well, for what's instance, your answer to that? My answer, well, one thing, if we took out the the, the military spending, which makes up 50, 56% of what our taxes go to pay for guns, bullets, mm-hmm. bombs, and mm-hmm. paying soldiers and paying for our military interest, 56% of the government's economy pays for that. Reasonable if solution. You just scale it back we don't right. need to be in 50 countries right now well, we don't need to be in afghanistan right now or iraq for that matter we've done what we could and now so basically what you're saying is those are illegitimate fronts well yeah we but we talked about that before you know how we but I, but my point is if we're talking about what's fair and what the government has a right to uh to enact I'm asking you, what is fair? What should, uh, how much involvement should the government have on anything? I think it, to break it down pretty simply, to, to take care of the, and if I use the word welfare of the people, then you automatically turn to welfare as in subsidizing welfare. But I'm talking about the well-being, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, basic human rights. And to me, healthcare is a human right. Yeah. Like that's a basic thing. So what I think I hear you saying is that, <laughs> Uh, the public has nobody should own public resources that the public should be able to share freely in those resources. And I consider healthcare to be a public resource, just like right, just like uh, fire department or police. Thank it's you. Something that, and I know, and I'm making we, my we totally, point. We totally agree um, on that. But it's just uh, it's just running it. It's just filtering the money to that and then managing it and setting it up. Someone has to be in charge of that, and that's where the trouble comes in. Not your, so not someone, some people, people. right? Um, some group that represents you that represents. Well, we just me. have this idea right. in our country that that it that medicine 
should be a business. But I think that's the most because we're in a capitalist society. But there's plenty of other capitalist societies that don't have they don't make. Well, I'm not going to say that, but we're making money off of sick people, mm-hmm. and and the insurance or companies are not there to pay your insurance. Your your they're not there to bills. help you. Yeah. They're there to deny you coverage. Right. That's what mm-hmm. how they make money. Right. And to me, it's just the most. They it, need to be nonprofit. I mean, that would solve it. It's like you cover your costs and exactly pay a government-run single-payer system, non-profit. nonprofit, where they're not. In, the whole concept <laughs> is they're not trying to make money mm-hmm. off of, of people being sick. Right. Uh, and doctors can still get paid pe- plenty of money, and you're going to get you know. Um, I mean, it, it, people think they're overpaid, and I'm sure that there are some that are. But, um, you know, my dad is an internist, and my whole life, he went to school for years and years. You're basically in school for whatever, 15 years, kind of until you're, you know, officially practicing it on your own. And then, you know, I mean, it gets called in the middle of the night when I was little, did, when did house calls. You constantly have to learn. You constantly have to be educating yourself on the new things. Da, 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 da. You know, people's lives are literally in their hands. So, literally. So, it's it should be a high-paid job. It's just when you get into um, what we were talking about on email the other day, like the insurance companies paying out doctors to um, say, oh, this is a great drug, and they don't know anything about yeah, it. It hasn't been tested. the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Which so, has been illegal, but it still goes on. Right. Um, and that's what I wrote you that mm-hmm. I saw in KRA that some lawyers are now starting to get into that and audit, you know, what those, you know, perk charges were for. And it's just all kinds of payouts of millions of dollars and stuff to right, because illegally The, the patent drugs. laws are not strict <laughs> enough to make a difference. I mean, it's the cost of doing business in the pharmaceutical industry, like it, it makes up 1% of their annual profit to pay the fines and the legal fees, uh, of breaking patent law. Hopefully we can make it where it's not worth it for them, you know, to, to well, do that stuff. Then we'll have to elect people in Congress who are not influenced by the pharmaceutical lobby, which has not happened in my lifetime. Yeah. That's a whole, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to play you a couple of clips. <laughs> I, I, I keep coming up against this 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 uh, w- sort of a wall, and I'm realizing that there's some people that just can't be reasoned with. Like Joe's a good guy. He's he's the type makes of person. Good point. Yeah, he makes <laughs> he, he makes several Joe. good points. And not I only that, like but but he will be he's reasonable enough to go. Okay, so you made a good point there, and he's willing to see sort of the other side. The people I'm having the most trouble with right now are people that live in. So such a dogmatic fantasy land that they can't bear the thought of being wrong about it. And they, in other words, they're or not changing. Able, like they, they don't want anything to change. For they, they won't expose their own personal beliefs to any scrutiny, and so therefore they get just incredibly riled up and in, in self righteous and angry. Let me let me play. You guys know who uh, Congressman Stupak was? Bart Bart Stupak. He was the one during the health care debate. He was a Democrat, but he's a pro-life Democrat, and his big thing was he felt like the the bill allowed money to be funding or funding for abortions. So he made a big deal out of it. The president said, "Look, I'm going to sign an executive order that specifically mentions that this will not cover abortions." So the president did that. Bart Stupak said, "Okay, now you have my vote." Okay. Well, when he did that, his base or the right wing base, which is weird because he's a Democrat, but people went nuts. Let me just play a couple of uh, phone calls that he received, a couple of his voicemails uh, that I found of some of his uh, detractors is a nice way to put it. These are really, really special. Okay. Congressman Stupak, um, you may be killing um, you, you turn a coat, son of a I hope you bleed out your got cancer and die. You, you, 
you do not, you do not um, say that you're a pro-life and then for a, a few bucks, um, you know, do turncoat and hurt the country, you I hope you die. You are a bastard and a baby killer. You will rue the day you did this, Mr. Stupak. You are a disgusting man, and I hope you're haunted the rest of your living days because you won't be a congressman much longer, so you are a dirtbag, and the country loathes you. And God bastard that you are. We think you're a devil and you will go to your grave with this on your conscience. Was it worth it selling your soul? Stupak, you're a low-life, baby-murdering, scumbag pile of steaming crap. You and your family are scum. You ought to fill your pockets with lead and jump in the Potomac, punk. That's what you are, Stupak. You're a piece of crap. We despise you every punk like you, Stupak. Yeah, and uh, actually, <laughs> there were had our reactions during that. <laughs> there were fifty of those calls that he forwarded on to the FBI. I think it got him all from the same trailer park. But yeah, that's, that's... I love the first guy who <laughs> who's pissed off and he wants him to die <laughs> because uh, he, because of the abortion part, which yeah. I it's irony on a base level, but I well, like that's it. Some, uh, that's some compassionate <laughs> conservatism, yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hope you die, baby, kill another. <laughs> just like, beep. Uh, yeah, I love that three-minute beep. Um, I got that. That was from Rachel Maddow's show, so she, so she had to bleep it out. But I, I wish I had the originals because we yeah, don't have really. to bleep it out. But um, that's good stuff. That's that's just the the type of. They all had a very distinct accent, I, I would yeah. say, and they're they're just people are so angry. But but well, what I don't get is he went out of his way to get the president to sign an agreement that says they're not going to be covered and abortion is not going to be covered. And these people still flip out on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they don't know. They just like to scream and shout. Did you uh, see that here? The David Cross when he was like the redneck accent is universal. Yeah. It's not just the South everywhere you go. But see, <laughs> This is somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody is going to get hurt or killed by these kind of people. I'm gonna play another. Don't one. Don't say that. No, those people are these people are they're always around. Yeah, I mean, they're we're just they're always spouting off about something or other. But see, now they've been emboldened. Now they've been give, Now they've been legitimized. They've been Don't emboldened. give them that energy, Brandon. Because I don't think they're, they're any more emboldened than they've always been. They've they've always said you just heard it on TV. That's if it's not difference. that it's you know that Walmart was out of like you know the plastic cups they needed or something. I guarantee you they'll probably have that same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I really I hope you guys are right. I hope it just blows over and I hope nothing comes of it and let people just well, talk all... and talk and talk. However, uh, I'll play another clip for you. This is from what's this guy? He's from Alabama. Real big surprise there. Uh, he's a blogger. His name is Mike Vanderbaugh. He was the former leader of the Mike Ala- Vanderblog? Yeah, Alabama Constitutional Militia. Ooh. Uh, on militia. His, on his blog and on his... <laughs> All right, here's a side note. When you join my militia, what we are going to do is make fun of other militias. So write in, join, and we will wage our own little insulting war against these little do morons. Do you get a hat if you join or a t-shirt Yes, you can have a hat. We have Great. real t-shirts. Um we Socks. Have mic- huh? Socks. With the so- logo oh. on it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant socks for a completely different reason. Oh. But um, it's always about the rilfs. And- <laughs> but anyway. All please- right. <laughs> 
continue. Back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> okay, so this guy called upon his followers, his viewers. I guess he has a, a video or some kind of the thing. blogger. He's a blogger, but I think he does videos. Mike blog. Anyway, there's a lot. He has a lot of people that listen to him. Uh, the teabagger types, and he called on them to go out and throw bricks through the windows of their local Democratic offices. That was his <laughs> what he said to do. So he's on uh, Alan Combs' show, and Alan's asking. He's like, dude, you, you told people to go throw bricks. And this is his response. He kind of hems okay. and haws, but then he eventually gets around to what his, his point is. So here, this is from, uh, so when you, the first person you hear is Alan Combs, and then you hear this, uh, this guy. You're advocating that people go and break the windows of Democratic Party headquarters and Congress people. Is that correct? No. Oh, now you just uh, you just conflated there, Alan. What I said was exactly what you quoted, which is uh, that uh, people should take, uh, uh, if they wish to send a message that Pelosi could not fail to hear, they should break the windows of local party headquarters. All right. I did not call for the destruction of Congress critters windows, nor uh, any targeting of any persons whatsoever. Well, wait, well, you did say, so if you wish to send a message that Pelosi and her party cannot fail to hear, break their windows. Break them now. Break yeah. them and run to break them. Uh, again, break them under cover of night. Break them in broad daylight. Break them in a wait. Arrest in willful, principled civil disobedience. Break them with rocks. Break them with slingshots. Break them with baseball bats, but break them. Sort of literary, ain't it? You're the guys that are passing laws that are threats to us. We want to live, we want to, all we want is to be left alone. That the government should serve the people, that the government should be small, that it should be safe, that it should be limited. And if you don't like what the government's doing, you have the opportunity at the polls to change the government to, or to get into politics, run yourself, put other people up for office, be part of the representative process, rather than threatening gun violence, saying we're the one with the firearms, and by the way, in the meantime, go and take rocks and throw it through the windows of people we don't like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that that my my question is how are they going to be able to throw the rocks when they are holding crosses that are on fire at the same time? <laughs> well, my question is how like many steps away is that from a suicide bomber, you know, attacking America because they don't want them doing what we're doing there. I mean, This is why I'm saying this is dangerous. <laughs> this is the, because here's the thing. For every guy like him that's saying that, there's some bubba sitting in a trailer with a shotgun going, "Yeah, hell yeah, let's go out there. Let's shoot somebody. Let's make an example." And they and they want to be a martyr, they want to be an example, and it's just I think it's a matter of time before somebody when Sarah uh, Sarah Palin is going is saying things on her Facebook like, "It's not time to retreat, it's time to reload" in Ugh. capital letters. Or when Michael Steele says something like, uh, "We're gonna, oh, we're gonna, so awful. we're gonna, we're gonna burn Nancy Pelosi next, <laughs> you know, come election time." See, they th they they're saying it metaphorically, but people don't understand metaphor and they don't understand so subtlety. Well, and so when somebody because hears, they're metaphorically inbred by they're metaphorically challenged. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, their 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 metaphoric eyes are too close together. They're uh, metaphorically. Uh, uh, have unibrows and they metaphorically need to shut the fuck up. Have you up. seen um, Palin got a million an episode for her reality show? Oh, the one that nobody's watching now? Uh, I don't what? know if it's on yet, is it? 
Palin's got a million. They have oh, a yeah, show. Oh, yeah, she got a reality show now. A reality show. Well, I think she's doing some kind of talk show. I think the last show. thing oh, that like she's qualified to comment on is reality. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, a reality show isn't really reality. It's on the Discovery Channel or something? Uh, or? Something like that. But, yeah, she got a million an episode. I'm sure that they're going to start shooting any minute. And I'm sure that, you know, it's it's. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. It's just, I mean, there's no way that, like I said before, that she can hide how ridiculous she is. I think she's all, right now she's going to be doing that like she's filming that but right now she has some What's kind of a talk the show on Fox. What's concept of the really? show? It's a just, it's a it's a I nature show. Like she talks about how awesome Oh, the same one who No, it's not. Is it? It, it is. The Are Discovery one is is or maybe the, it's Animal Planet. Coming from the one who says, "Oh, Russia's just right over there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It'll have some episodes where she's, you know, shooting wolves out of her helicopter and all those kind of things. It'll be eating raw bear meat with her kids. So her and Bear Grylls will have a, an episode together. Let's go! Now, we should pitch that. Now you're talking. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? Survivor Man? It needs yes. to be Survivor Woman. They just need to throw her out into the wide open spaces that she loves so well in alaska yeah. even and just great. let her uh, with a camera and like a bag of saltines or something and just <laughs> let her suck the brains out of a field mouse <laughs> and live on that well actually i feel much better after having uh talked with you guys tonight because i was kind of depressed about it but I, I like your we didn't even really yeah. talk about the teabaggers that much um, i know we didn't really I, I is feel, the time up already yeah i feel remiss that i didn't get to participate in the little online uh all i ask is please game of t- of i want to invite the I, like i said the tea party president of dallas because we had the coffee party i think yeah. we should reach out to them well i'll send them an email one of my want. friends as you saw Whoever she invited are. me to come to the i want to go party. to that we'll invite her on here i responded i said i'd love to go to it's i think next saturday and you said you want to go but she never wrote back as to when it when and where what do you know Let's friend google it, google it. To give um, us the info give us the download on that note if you're listening and you found this remotely amusing, here's what we ask. Tell some of your friends, even if they're conservative friends. In fact, Joe is listening and he's somewhat... Joe's actually more of a libertarian, but he's conservative-leaning in most Joe's most my regards. kind of people. Yeah. Keep right now. Y'all, y'all be able to get along. Um, tell some friends, tell conservative friends to, to uh, friend us on Facebook or uh, fan us. Subscribe on iTunes, and please definitely send us email if you have any ideas, thoughts, comments, uh, rants, raves, and we may read them on the air. And we'll certainly, somebody will read them, probably me, and we'll <laughs> more than likely read them. Otherwise, the I'm reading my spam on the air, and that's nowhere near, well, maybe What's sometimes. our email address? The email address, thank you for asking. I don't even remember. UrbanUnderachiever at Yahoo.com. UrbanUnderachiever at Yahoo. Very simple. UrbanUnderachiever at Yahoo.com. You could find us on iTunes, just... Pretty much, actually, did you know that if we come up on Google, like, first, if you put in Urban Underachiever on Google, we come oh. up, like, three in three different places. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Facebook, and then we're actually on, I forgot what it's called, Podcast Alley. Okay. They have us listed, too. So, easy to find. And they have us in multiple languages. I saw us oh. in, like, Arabic and stuff. What? But, How? Don't be a stubborn. <laughs> we got well, a translator working? Oh, and I forgot to tell you, <laughs> on iTunes, this is great. We'll end with this. On okay. iTunes, you yeah. know how it has the descriptions of the show? Yes. Last week's description, I said something about, oh, those poor teabaggers. Right. They bleeped out teabaggers on <gasps> iTunes. It says T, star, 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 they all the way to the down? Nice. I was so proud. I was like, <laughs> I was just, I was, I had a moment. I was like, that's great. What if we mean people who are involved with teabags in real life? They don't yeah, know. Yeah, like the teabag production yeah. <laughs> corporation. Like Nestle yeah, and Lipton. Bagging the tea. Lipton. <laughs> Lipton's really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, okay, we'll see you next week. Bye.